welcome to today's podcast. Today, Diane and I, Louise Traherne, are going to be talking about the endless seesaw that we face in business. So balancing the demand from customers and the lack of staff or too many staff, it may be, but it feels like it's fluctuating and you never have lots and lots of demand with lots and lots of staff at the same time. What's been your experience of this seesaw over the years, Diane? Yeah, I think it's, and, and that's why it's called the endless seesaw, because it, it has, it is endless. You just have to find a way of managing it within your business. And yeah, it's, it, yeah, in at certain times of the year, you've got so many inquiries and the recruitment isn't quite working. And then other times of the year, your recruitment's going amazing. And they're like, oh, now we need new clients. And it balances out for a little while, just when you start to think, oh, yeah, this is okay. And then it flips the other way again. And yeah, it's, it's endless. <laughs> Do you think that in recent years, and bearing in mind we're in 2023 now, we had lockdown end of 2019, 2020. Do you think the last three years have been the same as sort of the previous 10 years? Or do you think it's really changed recently? I think certainly up until six months ago, I would say it was completely the seesaw was far too many clients and not enough staff almost constantly it didn't seem to even go back towards the middle and flip the other way it stayed where that the very fat person not enough staff was at the bottom of the seesaw and and too many clients was at the other yeah yeah because I felt this I felt like over the years it's kind of been sort of my business that has caused it to flip up and down or what's going on in the year whereas this time the economy just it wasn't a seesaw it was just a slope wasn't it Yeah. yeah a seesaw that no longer works basically wasn't it yeah and I think it has changed I think in the last sort of maybe six months is too long but the last few months I think it started to change and client demand is still really high certainly it is for us but then we are really actively marketing but recruitment has got a little bit better so it has for us at the moment we're almost at the oh is it going to balance but I know that it's going to change <laughs> that's how it is it's, it's really going to change. I think we're the same. I'm probably a little bit up behind you. I need to do a bit more marketing. Um, but we've definitely felt that shift. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's an interesting one because as a business owner, looking in now, there's a lot of business owners that have started in the last two, three years that are so used to that phenomenal demand. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't marketed for three years because I haven't had to. And so now I'm going, better get started, better get started. And I haven't got back into the swing of things fast enough. Do I know how to do it? Yes, I know exactly how we're going to do it. We will solve the problem. But yeah, it's it's strange to be back. But there are business owners that have never felt this, have they? They've no. never had Yeah, and I suppose that's where our longevity in the industry comes in is that we've experienced, you know, when I first started in 2008, it was the credit crunch. And you'd think demand would be terrible, but actually demand was high and recruitment was easy. So it was, it was a lot more balanced. Then it was the seesaw for a, a long time. And then, yeah, this weird slope that we've had. So I think it's back to seesaw now. But also you were saying you haven't marketed. And I think that's, you know, when, when people tell me they're not marketing because they're, they're not marketing because they're too busy and they can't recruit. And I say, so what do new recruits or potential recruits see when they look at your business on social media? They see a business that hasn't posted for a year and it looks closed. So why are you not marketing? You're not when you're marketing, you're not just marketing for clients. I know and I completely agree and I'm going to be really clear here it's not that I haven't marketed yeah, you've not done any marketing it's, no, we clearly are still marketing 
but we've not had the focus on it that perhaps we have done. So for me, definitely, we would focus a lot on um, being at the top of Google. So search engine optimization. So while we have updated our socials a little bit, um, I probably haven't spent or put the effort in to be at the top of Google. Now, we still do rank up there, but actually, you know, the difference between someone that's actively doing it and someone that sits back. Not saying that there's lots of businesses out there that don't even have a web page. Okay. So, yeah, and they're so busy that they're thinking, I can't put anything on social media because I'm too busy and I can't recruit. Well, one of the reasons, it's not the only reason, but one of the reasons you can't recruit is because you're not marketing. Yeah. Um, because recruitment is marketing for candidates. So what do candidates see when they look at your business? Do they see an attractive business, one that looks a great place to work, or do they see a business that is closed? And can I say, can I bring website into this? I do think the website, given that they're virtually free now and everybody has one, why would you not have a, a shop front effectively? That is your shop front. Any candidate will Google you. And if they don't, are they really the right candidate anyway? They want to Google you. Yeah. Otherwise, and, you're just a person. Yeah. And, and when we're recording this, I've recently um, run a, a five day marketing challenge and a five day recruitment challenge a few weeks later. And it's really interesting, the responses that, people, oh, well, I, I don't want to do the marketing challenge because I can't recruit. And then they don't want to do the recruitment challenge because they've got too they've not got enough clients at the moment. And I'm just like, you need to do both. This is business. You know, I have, a, I have a phrase I use a lot, always be selling, always be recruiting. So, you know, and because marketing is what brings in sales leads and recruitment leads, then always, always be marketing. And, and it's not always a tap you can turn on and off, is it? Very quickly. No. And yeah, this is what I'm finding after three years of not doing it. Yes, we're ramping up and it's fine. But it's you can't just say, oh, I need work this week. It's not going to happen. I need to be doing work now for in three months time. Yeah. And somebody asked me the other day when we were talking about recruitment and this seesaw um, and they were saying, well, how, what do you do then? How do you have enough staff and enough clients all at the same time? And the reality is it's very, very difficult. It's one of the biggest challenges, but you've just got to like sort of manage that growth, haven't you? Yes. And I know definitely for us, one of the things we did, we'd we'd grow, we'd go through in the early days, we'd go through a three month period of growth where we would take on new staff, train them up, do whatever. We'd often take on two or three staff and then we'd sit for six months and just nail all the processes, get that little bit right. And then we'd grow for three months. Then we'd stop for six months. So actually during the year, because the growth stage is so painful, like it's hard, you're overworked, you're let down when staff do this. Actually, it takes to have six months of just a bit of stability. Oh, it's lovely. And as we've got bigger, we don't have those six month gaps now. It's continuous, but I did love our six month gaps. I've got to say. And I, I've had a few conversations with our with our DCBM members recently where they've kind of gone, I need to stop. I need to just readjust what I'm doing, sort the systems out, because if I continue at this pace, the, the structure underneath isn't strong enough. So sometimes there's nothing wrong with going, actually, I'm not, I, the seesaw's too much. I need to fix a few things, then I can jump back on and, and get back to it. But you, yeah, sometimes you do need to take a step back. Yeah, and it's not a step back. It's focusing on actually internal rather than constantly marketing and recruiting. But then as you get bigger, you have to constantly market and recruit. 
Yeah. And I suppose the advantage if you're still out there cleaning is that you have hours that you're doing that you can give to a new team member and and you've got you're going to have to use extra time anyway to train them up and get them settled in and they might not work so it's always you know particularly if you're still cleaning it's it's much easier for you to take somebody on and certainly that's what I did in the early days I would hire somebody do the hours with them and then give them some hours and then I would then build my hours back up again and take the next person on so if if that's the stage that you're at you can still do that steady progress. If you're, you know, a bigger business like ours, then hire, our rule is we hire somebody when we 50% need them. We hire when we find some good. Well, there is a little bit of that at the moment as well. But generally, we look at the schedule and go, okay, we haven't got enough hours for a person yet, but we've got half the hours for a person, which are spread out at the moment, and then we hire somebody. But you're right, actually, the reality is we're probably hire hire we've hired 14 this year, so we are hiring a lot. <laughs> That's good, 14. I don't know if we are on quite that. I think we're on about 10. Yeah, we've hired more than 14, but 14 have oh. stuck. Oh, okay. Well, I've got you. <laughs> Yes. But um, but yes, I've got to say, I I I find recruiting harder than marketing. So not not in terms of the skills, but in terms of success, it's harder to recruit, and that is the bottleneck in most businesses. It's the recruitment that holds them back, not the lack of demand. So, no, and 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 I think also sometimes because recruitment is hard, it's not fun. So therefore, we avoid it. So rather than actually think about, okay, what am I going to do on recruitment this week? Am I going to write some marketing pieces that are about recruitment or about praising my team so that it makes it easier to attract people? We'll just go, actually, I'd rather do anything but focus on recruitment. Um, But I see it as as marketing. So for me, that's the fun bit. Yes, there's a process to follow and you can simplify that to make it a bit less sort of like depressing <laughs> but there's a you know it's, it's difficult because it's a bit of a numbers game isn't it recruitment and what do you say to people that don't want to sort of market their business because a lot of people particularly when they start up they see their business as themselves especially if it is themselves and so they don't want to stand out and shout their praise and go I'm amazing I'm phenomenal use me like it's really intimidating isn't it like none of us in our culture we don't blow our own trumpets so what do you say to people that don't want to shout about themselves and do marketing like that? Well, I suppose the nice thing about particularly social media is it's not you shouting, it's your business shouting. Mm. Sorry, I had a drink. Is it your business shouting, though, if you're the only person in it or there's maybe only one or two people in it? It well, does feel personal, doesn't it? it? It feels personal, but from the from the people receiving the marketing, so the people seeing the marketing, they see a business, so... It doesn't need to feel personal. I get it if you're kind of posting on your personal page and and there is a that's a good marketing strategy is to ask your friends and family to sort of share what you're doing. But if you're posting something on your business page, that's a business, regardless of being a solo cleaner or not. So we're talking about what you post about yourself. Diane, how honest would you be? I mean, would you really brag about something? How honest do you have to be when you talk about yourself on social media? (laughs) Um, it depends. <laughs> That's a really strange question, Louise. Um, so if I'm posting on my personal page, my personal profile, then I'm, I'm, my, one of my biggest values is honesty and integrity. Um, so everything that I post is honest. Um, on my business page, I don't really see that anything wouldn't be honest because why would it not be? Because everything I'm posting is 
my business is amazing and I believe that. But what if one of your competitors was posting things, because this happens all the time, a competitor's posting things that you know is either an exaggeration of the truth or actually something that you did, because people have this, something you did that they are telling everyone they did. How do you deal with those kind of things? Yeah, it's a really difficult one. And, and you know, I've, I've been through that over the years, whether it's cleaning team leaving and, and then sort of their success is their success rather than yours. And, you know, and other sort of fields of business where, yeah, it's it's hard because especially if you know what the people are saying is not true, it's really hard to sort of just let it go on without actually saying anything. But I'm always coming at it from a what purpose would it serve to call somebody out? Especially on a podcast. Especially on a podcast. <laughs> okay. So the seesaws in constant motion. And we talked about, you know, times of the year as well. Where are we at the moment? We're in May. Is it so digital? we're in May while we're recording this. So this is this is the best time of year to sell and to recruit. Absolutely. We are in the the, the silly season, aren't we? The the good part. And what comes next? Oh, summer. <laughs> so you've got May, June, May, June, make the most of it. But yeah, we've talked about this, haven't we, in another podcast, this cleaning cycle. July, August, forget it. <laughs> just just carry on. Just get Have it. a holiday. <laughs> yes. Take some time off. But now, yeah, now is a good time. Okay. And how much support are we giving in the DCBN? Because you've mentioned this a couple of times that you've done a five-day marketing challenge, five-day recruitment challenge. What else is the DCBN doing to support this constant seesaw? Because these are the two problems that every business has. So what would what support could we offer? What support do we offer? <laughs> um, well, there's, there's a, I suppose for the, in the DCBN, a biggest part of our support is our community. And one of the, I've of, we've often said this, I wish the DCBN had been around when I first started my cleaning business because I felt so alone and that I was making it up as I went along. Literally nobody around me had a cleaning business. I'd been on some online forums and it was all carpet cleaners and they were just very dismissive of domestic cleaning. So what we actually, the biggest, I think, asset that we provide is our community and the fact that you have got that support network there of people that have been there, done it, going through the same challenges and we can share ideas. We did a business clinic last night, didn't we, Louise, where we talked about people's major challenges, asked questions, gave support and ideas. And, you know, it's we solve problems together as a community in the DCBN. But do you know what else I like? I think there's, um, I know there is, because I've been part of a couple of them, a um, a webinar, a, what they're called, recording, a video, tutorial. Uh, it's an hour long on recruitment. And what we did was we put in templates of adverts. There's a couple of templates of adverts. There's templates on what to respond on Facebook. There's templates on absolutely everything that needs to happen. And obviously you can adapt it and change it but it literally talks you through it step by step. And I think a lot of other places go, well, this is the theory of recruitment or the theory <laughs> of marketing. Whereas we go, no, no, this is exact word for word, what you need to do specific to the cleaning industry. And people go, oh, you can use Indeed. Well, that's great. But actually, you know, you can't just throw money at Indeed. It doesn't work. You have to do it in a very specific way for our industry, which I find a bit weird and Indeed aren't even aware. But we know because we've tried it, we've tested it, that actually, if you're going to sponsor a post, that has to be done in the most cost effective right way. Otherwise, you just get applicants from Malaysia and things, don't you? Yeah. And I suppose that's where our training is very different to 
anybody else out there in, in any kind of industry, I suppose, is that we've got about 70 hours of content now in our training library. And it's not just training on marketing so that you can hopefully get more clients if that's where your part on the seesaw is. But it's it's actual practical like you said, the, what, this is the content of what you need to write. <laughs> this is what you need to do, because we have got, I think between us, we've got 27 years of experience in the cleaning industry, Louise. So we've been there, done it. So it's it's training, but it's like you say, it's not the theory of marketing. It's how do you apply it? And I think what you see a lot of times is people, and we've hired experts in, haven't we, to talk about these things. And then we've sat there and gone, oh, this is useless because the theory on its own doesn't work. It has to be applied to our specific examples. And I think the major benefit of the DCBN is because we're still active business owners, it makes a big difference because we know what's going on, apart from our knowledge of having done it, even if we stopped, I think we'd still be pretty good. But we're still doing it day to day, all through COVID. We were still feeling the pain like everyone else, weren't we? Yeah. And going, actually, what do we need to do to survive this? And we'd sit down and sort of hash it out. And that's when it got shared everywhere else. And we just share everything, don't we? It's not like other groups where it's like, well, I'm going to keep this a bit secret. We just go, here it is. Here it is. Here's the answer. Yeah. Or this is the answer from what we've done and what's worked for us. And one of of the things I've loved the most about the DCBN, actually, as as it's evolved, is that opportunity for us to share all those years of experience. Yeah and help 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 others because the better the industry is the better our businesses are as well and this is what I've loved even going to like the awards that I've been heavily involved in in the last couple of years actually it was created because we wanted cleaning business owners to get out there to have the confidence to promote themselves to other awards you know their local awards their chamber of commerce and so the success of that has been phenomenal. And it doesn't matter who wins or who loses, or I don't see it as winners or losers. It's the fact that actually as an industry, we are now recognizing ourselves and promoting that. And I see that as an absolute success and one of my favorite projects in the DCBM. Yeah, it's very much been your baby, hasn't it? Yeah. So so have, have we helped anybody solve this seesaw problem or is it just an inevitable part of the, the, the industry or the business? I think it's an inevitable part of the industry and really it's get the skills basically the, the reason why you're stuck on the seesaw you either don't have enough skills with recruitment you don't have enough skills with marketing or you do have the skills and you're just not doing it because if I'm honest that's my guilty thing I know how to do it I just don't always do it so I mean I think that everybody what do you think Diane yeah I agree and like I said always be recruiting always be selling always be marketing for both that's that's your job (laughs) that's all of our jobs isn't it amazing and good luck to anyone on that seesaw if you need help if you can't recruit or you can't market then it is sign up for membership get the help and the support and the first step is really easy as soon as you sign up just get on there and watch the video for your specific problem. Once you're there, you'll realize that actually there's a few little niggles. You'll probably need to put other contracts in place. You probably need better terms and conditions. There's um, lots of other training videos, lots of, um, what do you call it? It's kind of like COSH training, but it's health and safety. And a lot of people come and go, oh, I know how to clean. But I watch the videos and I'm changing an awful lot about how I clean now. And you go, oh, you thought you knew how to clean before until you realize you have to know best practice. Yeah. And we we take that best practice and apply it, help you apply it. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. 
Amazing. Thank you, Diane. It's been a pleasure as always. And let's carry on with the seesaw. (laughs) Thank you, Louise.